0: What is up kangaroo Chasers? and this week we preview the sydney international nines at new era stadium cabramata with filipino rugby league vice president ronaldo neri and a very special guest the international rugby league godfather himself tasbier terry is with us as well i'm michael carboni this is episode 101 of the chasing kangaroos podcast for international rugby league fans. guys we're back uh on my own this week due to timing difficulties with big t he's been a busy man hasn't he And know we'll get to that in golden points but he's been a very very busy man i'm going to give him a shout out even though he can't be here right now um episode 101 absolutely crazy we did 100 last week uh the feedback has been phenomenal thank you to all of you who dm'd reach out congratulated us uh listened to episode 100 shared it um, told your friends about it. Keep doing it, guys. Let's keep building this community. Absolutely fantastic. Um, it's my favorite format as well. So to all of you, I had a lot of people reaching out saying, "Man, I wish I could have been on that episode." Um, there'll be other chances. Like I know I, I speak on behalf of Big T as well when I say it's probably our favorite type of episode—the listener call in or the call call out—I should say. Um, so there will be opportunities to do that again. Make sure you're following us on the socials. So when it happens, when we go for the third edition of the Listener Talkback radio show, uh, you might have a chance to be on it as well. So so please do that. Uh, if you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast, episode 101. I had a lot of people as well uh, reach out via the DMs and some via email um, last week saying episode 100 was their first. And um, yeah, they've got some catching up to do. They've got to go back and listen to the back catalogue. So to those guys, once you've listened to the other 99 and you get back up, caught up to 101, welcome and thank you. Thank you for doing that. Um, it's crazy to think that, you know, this little community of ours just keeps growing, this international rugby league uh, family all the way around the world keeps growing. And um, yeah, the listener podcast episode, episode 100, it's, uh, it's a great way to sort of showcase some of the people that do listen, like what characters, like Sammy, the, the Lebanese guy Who's playing rugby league in Paris? Like just absolutely insane stories, and um, these are just you know the type of people that listen to the show. And whether you f- whether whether you're Lebanese living in Paris or you're living in Sydney or wherever you're from, doesn't matter. We're, you're all part of this uh, this family. You're all kangaroo chasers, and you know thank you very much for sticking with us for episode one oh one now, and uh, let's make it all the way to two hundred, guys. Um, little update. So, uh, chasingrooz.com, we mentioned it a few times last week. We mentioned it the week before. So, Phil Brown and myself, with our new little merchandise venture, uh, we're building the website in the background. There's going to be 13 nations to start with, maybe a little bit more as well. But I'm excited. Like, there's going to be, like, just to give you an example, like the Cameroon Rugby League jersey. It is one of the best looking jerseys I've ever seen. So cool. Uh, It's going to be available on the site. Uh, So, look out for that. It's coming soon. Um, we've also got big news coming next week. So we're about to announce the sponsorship of ChasingRoos.com, the sponsorship of uh, an international rugby league nation. Um, can't say too much yet other than, you know, these guys are doing great things domestically, the heritage side of things. They've got that, they're doing that well. Um, and we're just really impressed with how this nation is growing, what they're doing. And uh, we wanted to help out and be a part of that. So Chasing Kangaroos or Chasingroos.com, I should say, uh, will be a sponsor of a new uh, of a developing rugby league nation, uh, men and women. Look out for that in the next week or so. We'll be announcing that soon. So really exciting stuff. The other thing as well, we've got a YouTube page. So if, if you're on YouTube, if you like the visual format, uh, make sure you find us. Look for Chasingroos on YouTube make sure you subscribe i think we've got under 100 subscribers uh, subscribed at the moment so let's keep building that um that is going to be the home for a new show called beers with brownie so phil brown he will be the host of that show it's going to be pretty much like a laid-back version of of chasing kangaroos so he'll be talking to some great people who are working hard to develop and grow the game of rugby league uh, all the way around the world we're sitting down with them having a beer with them having a chat just a chat with them pretty cool there's already a Three episodes in the can, uh, and that will be launching in the next couple of weeks. So, check that out, out as well. If you do um, if you do watch content on, on YouTube, check it out. Beers with Brownie, a new show, very exciting. Make sure you're following us on YouTube. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Chasing Roos. Uh, I'm at Chasing Roos Pod on Twitter as well. Big T is at The Biggest Tiger on Twitter as well. And uh, if you're on Clubhouse, is anyone on Clubhouse? Does anyone even know what Clubhouse is? If you're on Clubhouse, Uh, follow me I've just joined Clubhouse Uh, it's a new for for those who don't know it's a new social medium basically like the best way to describe it like it's audio based it's really interesting I'm just watching along but or listening along I should say basically imagine if like 10 or 20 people who are like experts in a field got together for a dinner party and everyone got to listen to what they spoke about that's pretty much what um, Clubhouse is so check it out if you're not on there and if you are follow me i'll follow you back I'm, I'm i've got like seven followers there i'm really just exploring it seeing if it becomes a thing and if it does we might like have some like big round table international rugby league chats over on that platform soon so uh yeah like i said just really trying it out uh gonna see how it works what happens and um yeah we'll take it from there so follow us everywhere is the message <laughs> guys um this episode is gonna be great uh, i had a chat and uh, with Ronaldo Neri. Uh, he's been on the show before as a vice president of the Filipino Rugby League uh, and a person who I haven't spoken to on the show before. met a couple of times, very lucky to have done so, but first time on the pod for the International Rugby League Godfather himself, Tasbia Terry. So they are both uh, involved in organising the Sydney International Nines at New Era Stadium Cabramatta uh, and they're on to promote it. It's on this weekend. They're on to tell us about it, tell us about the history, the past, the future, the current, everything. I've asked them a bunch of questions. They told us all they can. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting. So make sure you get out there um, to New Era Stadium Cabramatta if you have a chance this weekend. It's free entry as well. So go check that out. Um, This episode was meant to be uh, Greg Peters from the New Zealand Rugby League. Uh, One of of the best chats I've ever had on this podcast. Um, But because the Cabra, or the old Cabra, used to be called Cabra, the Sydney International Nines is on this weekend. Sometimes the calendar dictates uh, what goes on the show and when. So that New Zealand episode will be next week. Look forward to that. It's absolutely huge. But before we get to my chat with uh, with Ray and with Taz, uh, let's get some golden points. So let's go around the world. So Golden Point Europe, uh, where the RLEF board have approved plans to consult the membership on the staging of the 2022 Women's European Championship. And a 2023 Wheelchair European Championship. So great stuff. The game growing over there for men, women and wheelchair. Now a decision to postpone the Middle East Africa Championship by a year to, to the end of this year, 2021, was endorsed. So that Middle East Africa Championship still going ahead. As well as the Euro, uh, B, C and D competitions, which were postponed for this year as well. Um, the, the executive team at the RLEF just need to prepare some options on how to deliver that in the COVID world. Uh, just in case they need some Plan Bs and Cs, obviously. But good to see uh, the Mia Championship and the Euro B, C, and D are uh, still plan to go ahead at the end of the year prior to the World Cup. It's going to be good for some of those nations taking part in the World Cup as well. Um, there's going to be a delay until March uh, for a decision on staging the 2021 Under 20s European Championship. That's meant to be hosted in Italy. That was meant to be that was meant to be at the en- uh, played at the end of 2020 being postponed obviously because of covid so they're looking at having that in 2021 now a decision will be made at the end of march so watch this space we'll let you know how that goes Uh, and the event the same event for 2022 uh we're not sure where the tournament will be held yet but we do know that our friends at the netherlands uh, and turkey have submitted applications to host that tournament so fantastic stuff um good to see so we'll, we'll again watch this space. We'll let you know how that turns out. Uh, Golden Point. Let's go to the USA. Just want to shout out the North Bay Bandits from California Rugby League. They're the newest club over there. Keep pumping out these interesting names, really intriguing names. And if you're not following California Rugby League on the socials, make sure you do. They're doing some great stuff. They've got some great video clips. Lots of fun. Check them out. Follow along. Uh, and there's so much going on in that part of the US. And if you go back, like from from the West Coast to the mid, sort of mid-US like Cleveland and all that sort of area there's a lot going on and um yeah just hoping it all links up with that USARL exciting exciting times for the US got golden point let's go to Papua New Guinea uh, where the Papua New Guinea National Rugby League competition chairman Mr Adrian Chow has confirmed that the 2021 Digicel Cup competition which will be kicking off this April by the way um will include the 12 existing franchises so you may remember, we mentioned a few weeks ago, and we mentioned on our socials as well that there was a call out for expressions of of interest for uh, for expansion in, in Papua New Guinea, and they received three applications from the Motu Lakotis, the Simbu Warriors, and the S- Sepik Pride. These three uh, franchises were unsuccessful in their in their um, in their application. Uh, basically, Mr. Chow said that obviously there was a lot of effort put into the bids, but they wanted to ensure that. All relevant support and requirements uh, were correct. They they wanted franchises coming in for the long term, and they just felt that these three were not strong enough yet. So probably a good move in the long run. But good to see Papua New Guinea Rugby League talking expansion as well um, as the pathways continue to go all the way up to the top. And speaking of those pathways, uh, Golden Point also Papua New Guinea, where the uh, PNG Hunters have secured one of the P- Papua New Guinea's favourite sons, Watson Bowers. He's back. Uh, he'll be starting uh, with the club in the 2021 Intrust Super Cup season in a unique dual registration arrangement. So Boas is currently under contract with League One club Doncaster, uh, but he hasn't been able to to go, get over there because of COVID. So he's been stuck in Papua New Guinea. What basically happened is because it's a World Cup here, and he obviously uh, will feature in that Papua New Guinea, in that Kumuls World Cup squad, uh, wanted to keep fit. So he's been training with Matt Church, and and the PNG Hunter boys, um, all approved by Doncaster as well, just to keep fit. And uh, he still can't get over to the UK. So R uh, RFL have come in. Everyone's approved it, and he's basically dual registered to play for the the PNG Hunters in the Queensland Cup, the Intra Super Cup, and Doncaster whenever he can get over there. So really exciting for the Hunter side, who um think he'll do well there, and it's just a little boost for them. It's great to have someone. Of his experience around the club. And I know Matty Church, Coach Matt Church and the rest of the Hunters boys are very happy to have him around for a little while. Guys, golden point. Scotland Wheelchair Rugby League where the uh, Celtic Cup returns to Scotland. They will host the 2021 Celtic Cup at the University of Edinburgh Sports uh, and Exercise Facility. It will be Saturday 12th June 2021. Uh, Tournament was postponed from 2020 but it's happening now. Uh, obviously, all of these COVID pauses um, coming now—it's all coming into fruition now. All these competitions are all happening. It's normally an annual tournament between Scotland, Wales, and Ireland, and I'm um, looking forward to seeing who takes that out, especially in this World Cup year. It's going to be really interesting. Scotland, Ireland, Wales—a couple of those nations will be at the World Cup. So good luck to them. All right, Golden Point, Albania. I love hearing about Albania. Uh, Albania rugby league—they're set for a period of expansion. Uh, after being invited to outline their plans to the, the country's president at the pal- at the presidential palace in tirana uh, so the delegation from the albania rugby league they shared uh, some goals with him as well as the difficulties and obstacles ahead for the sport as they push for formal recognition in their nation well done to to mr tello and all the all the guys involved in um albania rugby league it's great things happening like obviously the, the tirana club are going to be in the greek domestic competition this year uh, they've got some ties with one of the British amateur clubs as well. I forget the name, sorry guys, but yeah, a couple of weeks ago we mentioned it in a golden point. Some ties with Turkey rugby League, like the guys in Albania doing fantastic things. And uh, currently two clubs in Albania looking for a third. Hopefully there'll be more and more as the sport earns recognition in their country. Uh, fantastic stuff. Now, speaking of fantastic stuff, this is huge. Golden Point Brazil um where the nines the national nines championship has been taking place now i've got to say we're two days in at the time of recording uh day three the women's final we're still waiting on results so that might be out by the time this is released uh so check out our socials as always Um, but day one so the sao polo raiders they were the men's championships of the brazil nines are defeating Rio in the final. So that all happened in day one, the men's championship. So Sao Paulo's matches, it was Sao Paulo B actually that took out the trophy. They had an A and a B side. Now, Sao Paulo B defeated the minus side 24 to 6. They defeated Uritao 6 to 4. They defeated Sao Paulo A 24 to 8. I love it when the B side beats the A side. <laughs> and then in the grand final, they de- defeated Rio 22 points to 12. So great first day. Sao Paulo Raiders, congratulations winning the Brazil Nines Championship. Now, for the women, this is really interesting. So, the new professional club from Molina, Molina Rugby, who um, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago as well, making a massive statement with big wins from their A and their B sides on day one and day two. Now, the women's tournament, a little bit bigger, went over three days instead of one, or it's going over three days, still going, as I mentioned. Uh, Obviously, like, there are spots for the women's world cup squad up for grabs so things are getting serious and there are just more and more women getting involved which is fantastic now melina a and b absolutely dominating this tournament so on day one melina b defeated uratau 16 nil melina a defeated the moringa Hawks side 18 four on day two melina b won both of their games they beat tabat rugby 20 points to nil And then the Miners side, 18 points to nil. So a couple of shellackings there. Melina A, they defeated the Vittorio Rhinos, 10 nil. And then they defeated uh, Villanova, 36 nil. So (laughs) this Melina professional side, obviously they're going to do some great things in the domestic competition over there. I've seen some great scenes as well, really exciting stuff, Um, singing, dancing, chanting. They're going to bring a real atmosphere, these Brazilian ladies to the World Cup later in the year and with the addition of this professional Molina side going to unearth some talent as well and um yeah really excited hopefully the Brazilians can pull off an upset at the World Cup and I'm just excited watching this like the, the standard's great um and there's just plenty going on now the grand final sorry the semi-finals so Molina A and Molina B they'll play the Moringa Hawks and the Victoria Rhinos in the semi-finals I'm tipping an all Molina grand final and uh yeah, watch this space. Like I said, check out our socials or check out the Brazil Rugby League socials as well uh for the the results when they happen. Uh but I'm sure we'll mention that them in golden points next week. Now, final golden point to New South Wales Cup, a little closer to home. Uh, where our boy Big T has made some outstanding calls. And I'm impressed, I gotta say, I already knew he had a sexy voice, but hearing him commentate some of these um Some of these New South Wales Cup under-16s and under-18s matches. He's done a couple of weekends in a row now. If you haven't had a chance, check out New South Wales Cup online and uh, listen out for Big T doing some incredible things. I reckon he's got a future in it. I'm proud. And a big shout-out to to our boy Big T. We'll see him next week on the show. But uh, resting those sexy tonsils for this week on Chasing Kangaroos. Guys, that's all the golden points this week. Time for my chat with uh, Ray and Taz on the Sydney International Nines. But before we do, let's hear a word from Matt Haynes Sports, of course. Our sponsor, Matt Haines uh, designer to the developing nations of International Rugby League, uh, whether it's logos, whether it's jerseys. He produces those jerseys as well. And uh, you can get you can get jersey production from au. Check him out, whether you're a nation, a club, an Oztag team, whatever. Check him out, Matt Haines Sports.com.au mention you're a kangaroo chaser when you're asking for the quote you get 10 percent off your kit production so make sure you do that a big thank you to matt haynes sports for supporting the podcast uh this year guys that's it from me for golden points over to my chat with ronaldo neri from the filipino rugby league and the godfather of international rugby league Mr. tasbia terry where we talk sydney nines <music> All right, Kangaroo Chasers, very special one tonight. We've actually got two very special guests for the show. We're promoting Sydney Nines tonight, and we've got a former Kangaroo Chaser. He's been on the show before, so you will remember him, Mr. Ronaldo Neri. Ray, how are you, buddy?
1: I'm good, thank you. Mate, how are like,
0: you? mate I'm very good. Last time you were here, you were the vice president of Philippines Rugby League. Are you still the vice president, or you, did I see you're the president now?
1: <laughs> I still am the vice president. Oh, mate,
0: I thought you had a promotion. I was going to congratulate you.
1: <laughs> Thanks,
0: <mate. laughs> And we've also got uh, a man who probably needs no introduction other than to say He's known as the godfather of International Rugby League. Mr. Taz Terry. Welcome to Chasing Kangaroos, mate
2: Michael, it's uh, wonderful to have me on the show and I really appreciate
0: it. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome guys We're here to talk Sydney nines and we like between the three of us. We could probably pack ten 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 episodes <laughs> worth of podcasts, but we're here to talk Sydney nines I do want to say very quickly just a couple of questions unrelated uh ray regarding philippines last time you were on uh episode 67 footy for philippines where you had a chat with big t for anyone that hasn't listened to that if you are interested check it out there's plenty to learn about what you guys are doing both here and over in the philippines as well but mate since that chat you guys uh you've been working very hard during covid restrictions during lockdown probably gave you some spare time and you managed to um managed to get on to uh get your observer status the International Rugby League, mate, so congratulations.
1: Thank you very much. Mate, tell us a little bit
0: about that process, and uh, I guess what I want to know is, you know, for those who have listened to Episode 67, now that you're members, what happens next?
1: Yeah, well, look, um, you know, COVID kicked in, which um, to some, uh, and and to me, uh, it was kind of a bit of a blessing, to be honest. It uh, gave me some time, uh, extra time to focus on the administration side um, of the association, you know, this 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 um, observer member status really has been two years in the making since uh, i took the role um we've had many challenges um one being just you know getting a bank account in the philippines think people think it's just easy to walk into a branch and sign the papers and you've got uh, an account um it's 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 nothing like uh we have here in australia and we really have to be thankful for the banking system here um in the philippines there's a lot of checks and you know, um, fraud's a big thing over there as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, that was a bit of a challenge uh, for us. But, um, you know, along with the other things that uh, other requirements that need for observer member, um, you know, they took a, 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 a chunk of our time as well. But um, glad we got over the line. We got the papers over to the IRL um, the end of October, trying to reach the um, AGM for the um, Asia Pacific Rugby League um at uh which we just missed out on but yep. uh, yeah we got over the line and, and that's the main thing so um moving forward with that membership so um you know does it, it's really opened up uh uh our name and where we where we stand uh with the rest of the uh the world uh rugby league world Um glad to be part of the International Rugby League um, membership family, if, the, if, if like to say, um, and from a from Philippines perspective, um, you know that that uh, membership actually allows us to uh, knock on the Philippine government's door and yeah. uh, have those talks that we need to grow and develop the sport over in Philippines. So um, with that, uh, you know, those chats uh, where we're, we're looking to have with the Philippine Olympic Committee. Um, as well as the Philippine Sports Commission, um, to look at getting the sports recognised um, in the Philippines. Yeah, so
0: recognition in country is probably what you're after next year. That's that's okay. yeah, yeah, beautiful. Well, that's yeah. great news and first first country in Asia to become a member of the IRL, I believe. So that's really good yep. as well. You guys right. are leading the way, and uh, it took a global pandemic to to give you the time to to do the paperwork. So I guess yeah. that's a positive as well. One positive to come out of it.
1: That's it exactly.
0: Mate, Taz, um, I mentioned at the top, we could probably fill 10 podcast episodes talking about some of the things you've done uh, in your in your long career in rugby league. I want to talk about today or, or most recently. So um, pre-COVID, you were working for New South Wales Rugby League, NRL, uh, post-COVID or, or during COVID, no longer the case. But I guess I want to know what you're up to these days.
2: Michael, <clears throat> sorry. Well, I'm uh, trying to be... Uh, busy and uh, remain relevant in this space because yep. it's uh, been, when you're doing something for 36 years it's pretty hard to uh, change direction and think that you're going to fall into another job pretty quick. So uh, been trying to stay active resurrected or kept the nines um, a pre-season event as in the past <laughs> in cooperation with the uh, Cabramental Leagues Club that have hosted the event for a good 15 years now. Yep. We've revagged it uh, to the Sydney nines. We've got Ten international teams plus three domestic teams playing. So, you know, the Sydney Nines or the international Sydney Nines rugby league at Cabramatta is what the event will be on the day. It'll be played on the 10th of – I'm um, oh, sorry, on the 20th of February. We've got 15 teams locked in. Uh, unfortunately, Uruguay pulled out this morning. Oh, no. And it's unfortunate. But we're down to 15 teams and we'll still go ahead with the draw that we've got planned uh, releasing on uh, Friday. We've got a women's draw also with six teams, and they will also uh, participate as they have for the first time last year. So that's going ahead as uh, normal. A few other things that have popped up uh, the Fijian uh, Ron Massey Cup teams arrived in Sydney today.
0: Ah, uh, the Silk Tails are here. Fantastic.
2: That's right. Yeah, they have gone into quarantine for 14 days, and then when they'll get out of that, they'll start preparing for the start of their Ron Massey Cup campaign. And I'm helping out uh, Steve Frisco there, that's the interim uh, CEO to make sure uh, they comply with all the necessary things that they need to do with New South Wales Rugby League. So we're not uh, sitting on our hands, mate. We're getting up and getting uh, our hands dirty.
0: I feel like you're one of these people, Taz, no matter where you are or what you're doing, Rugby League seems to find you and uh, you, you get you have to get involved somehow. So that's fantastic. Uh, and you touched on it there. So the the Sydney Nines, uh, that's what we're here to talk about today. By the time this episode is released, that that draw will be out. Uh, and it will be the week just before the Nines kicks off in Cabramatta. And you touched on it there, Taz. So it used to be, we would know it, most of our listeners would know this event as the Cabramatta Nines. It's it's sort of the, the unofficial hipster internationalist way to kick off the rugby league year. And it's now been rebadged to the Sydney Nines. Can you talk us through that rebranding, which I think personally, brilliant, brilliant step. Um, Talk us through that and why and and, and um, yeah, talk us through that decision.
2: Well, quickly, um, this competition started in 2003 when we were running the Sydney or the, the NRL or New South Wales Rugby League International Nines where, where all the uh, NRL clubs were participating. It played, was played in 2003 and 2004 and then it suffered a, a hiccup because the clubs uh, at NRL level weren't supportive of the event any, any longer. So yeah. this event was played in 2003 and the winner of that event, which was a midweek event in those days, was then integrated in the uh, World Nines that we played. So you played against all the NRL clubs and international teams that were here. Over the uh, the past uh, uh, 19 years, has been played every year consecutively, 20, 20 years next year if we get down. The rebadging was part of a new um, way to go forward because with the changes at the NRL being made redundant, um, it will always related to it as the Cabramatta Nines. It needed a freshen up. And people have been drawn to the concept now, playing in the Sydney Nines and with an international flavour of teams participating.
0: Love it. Tell me about some of the teams. Like you mentioned, ten teams, fifteen teams, some local teams, women's teams. Can you name them for us? Who's who's going to be there? Sure,
2: sure. Well, we've got uh, Malta that's been uh, an, a regular participant in the Nines. Uh, Ireland as well. Uh, Lebanon have put in a team this year. They they were very active in the beginning, went a bit silent, but have come back. Neway are a regular contributor to this event. Africa United have got three teams playing, including some Sudanese players and players that have come down from Queensland. Vietnam actually were were scheduled to play in this event last year, which was abandoned because of the heat wave we had. Yeah, It was going to be their first be,
0: event, wasn't it? Taz? This
2: will be the first time, the yeah, first time yeah. for the Vietnam team to play. Um, we've got uh, an Indigenous team uh, out from West Sydney way that will be playing. We've got the Cook Islands that are preparing also for a World Cup year at the uh, 2021 World Cup. We've got the Philippines and Italy to make up uh, the 10 international teams. So we'll have 15 teams in the men's draw and in the women's draw, we've got Malta again. Uh, we've got uh, Greece and Cabramatta in one pool and we've got Lebanon, um, Glebe and the other Cook Islands team in the other team in the other pool.
0: I love it man so how's it work pools of pools and then finals and then grand finals is that right
2: Correct correct so obviously everybody will play uh, their pool round games and they would be ranked in their pools and then they will play off either for the for the championship uh, cup trophy we've got a shield and we've got a bowl so there's there are four divisions and um everybody will be a winner at the end of the day
0: Beautiful taz you mentioned teams like Ireland for example how are are they are they, is this Irish side affiliated with irish rugby league or is it is it some heritage guys from australia like how close are they like i know like yeah how affi- are these all affiliated sides i suppose is what i'm asking or is it sort of thrown together from from some local sides
2: no no but i'm glad you used the irish example because Jade ferguson that runs the irish team has full endorsement and support by the irish rugby league back in home country
0: sensational
2: and these players are all Irish-eligible players that are here out in Australia now, either born here or parents through the eligibility criteria fit the um, bill. And he's been attending this event for the past decade as well. So I take my hat off to Jade. He's been a strong supporter in trying to build the Irish Rugby League up and be very supportive of the World Cup campaign at the end of the year.
0: Sensational. Ray, you'd be pumped, mate, because last year it was probably about 50 degrees, so the event got called off. And to our American listeners... Fifty degrees Celsius, so that's probably like a thousand degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know, but um, mate, you'd be pumped. It's been kind of a twenty-four month wait for this event to be back on. Your boys and girls must be pretty excited to get on the field.
1: Oh yeah, mate, hundred percent. Look, it's uh, with COVID uh, last year, um, you know, physical activity and training and and so on has been quite scarce for our players. So, um, you know, kicking off twenty twenty one. Um, with this event, rugby league event, um, it's really pumped the players. We've had training over the last three Sundays, and um, I can tell you what I'm really excited for the men's team, uh, what we put together, and and especially the coaches that uh, uh, we brought in for this uh, for this team. Uh, predominantly, the um, team's made up of New South Wales, um, Philippine players. So the Queenslanders haven't been able to come down, so yep. they're made up of the New South Wales uh, camp. So um, I mean, you know, it's it's so fitting. Um, new era stadium. It's a new era for for Philippine <laughs> New South Wales rugby like players. And uh, yeah, here we come.
0: You've been practicing that one. I like it. New era. <laughs> new era for all, mate. Um, and what can so obviously fans are going to be allowed to come and watch. I'm assuming that's the case. Uh, there might be. I don't think we've got really restrictions anymore, do we?
2: We've got some light restrictions that everybody needs to keep uh, focusing on. I I saw a press release by the uh, state government today where there'll be a relaxation of some of the quarantine regulations on Friday. However, we are instructed all teams um, to ensure that we do have a safe environment and uh, a good playing area and feel that if anybody's suffering um, flu symptoms or COVID symptoms, that they remain at home. I mean, that's uh, a regular message I've been sending to the teams uh, every week with our updates. Yep. And on the day, there'll be a COVID marshal chap running the field area and the spectators area to make sure that we abide by the social distancing and um, making sure everybody's staying clean and safe.
0: I guess it's always a worry, you know, up until um, late in the piece, we're not sure who's going to be able to be there really when it comes to even players and may- maybe some of the teams. We saw some teams in... um the Ghana nines recently there was a couple of a couple of clubs that had to pull out last minute because of COVID because they had some sick players hopefully it's all good this time around and I'm sure we'll get a nice little healthy crowd what what can fans expect when should they turn up is there a cost what can they expect on the day
2: Michael on the day um we're not uh, charging a gate uh, this year to get in uh, because everything's unpredictable as you said uh, if we have a case uh, a few days before and uh, those COVID rules change, we might not even have an event like we'd had last year with the heat. Yeah. But that they'll turn up. There'll be a, a little, fair bit of fanfare. There'll be a variety of teams and also flamboyancy about those teams when you consider what the Africans can do. Yeah. You'll, you'll have your Filipino team. You've got a Vietnamese team that will be uh, representing Vietnam for the first time ever. So a little bit of a, a historical piece there. And then we've got a couple of local teams in that Cabramatta will be making up um, the numbers. We've also got a team from Campbelltown City uh, playing and uh, they'll be representing the local teams uh, from the western part of Sydney.
0: Sensational. What about if people can't make it out to Cabramatta on on the 20th of February? Will there be a live stream or any way they can watch bits and pieces?
2: Yeah, Michael, there will be. We uh, have a company that's uh, agreed to come in and live stream the event. It'll only be the main ground. We'll have three fields in operation because... Well, obviously costs in trying to cover the three fields, but we will have a company and there'll be a um, media release on where they can log on to watch the nines all day long.
0: Sensational. Let us know because we'll, we'll be sure to share those details with our kangaroo chasers, with our listeners and with our social media followers as well. Um, last year, the event that was called off, there was a big rumour that Todd Carney was going to be playing. Any big names this year or is there anyone we can look forward to, to seeing on the day that you guys know of?
2: Well, not, not right now. I'm still waiting on teams to submit their playing roster because we need to cross-check with their insurance to make sure that they're part of the uh, NRL database. Uh, there'll also be a number of players that are either coming from a cross-code of the union or soccer or hockey that want to have a try the of the game on the day. Uh, there are obviously players that need to take out insurance on the day, so there are a few things that we need to tick off before we can uh, let you know what the uh, team list is going to be like.
0: Sensational. Who... Um Ray, I'm not going to ask you because uh, I know what you're going to say. But Taz, who who are the favourites to take out each each tournament?
2: <laughs> well, there's, there's um everybody in every pool has an opportunity to take out the major crown. But you know, with four crowns on offer, when you look at the uh, cup trophy, the cup, the trophy, the plate, and the bowl, uh, they're four good trophies to win. So uh, everybody's uh, got an opportunity to win something at whatever level they uh, kick in. But it's funny. Because of the um, Vietnamese play, trying to play last year and got called off because of the heat, we had a small uh, scrimmage game on last year, probably against the rules, but we won't go into that.
0: I may may or may not have heard about that, Taz. I won't say anything further, but yeah, was it against Brazil? I think it was against Brazil.
2: It, it, it was, but the uh, the way they they turned <laughs> up and the way they turned up and prepared and played and some of those body shapes, uh, they were really good. So they were a bit of a a mystery to everybody and i think that mystery might come true on uh S- saturday week
0: so you reckon vietnam dark horse that's a big call well, absolutely yeah, there,
2: absolutely michael you, you be there and watch it live
0: i'm gonna have to i think i'm gonna have to and plenty of our listeners if, if they're down there look for me um ray what would a victory here at the nines at the sydney nines mean for a country like the philippines
1: oh mate that it will be huge i mean i think we came close um it was a 2018. Um, we just missed out against Turkey, I believe it was. Um, and you know, t- having a cup, um, especially with a with a fresh new team, fresh new faces, um, you know, new players. Um, you know, they're all keen and eager to to, to get out there on the field. Um, you know, the pep talks or uh, uh, um, around training and 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 the coaches have been fantastic. Uh, to get this, to get a cup or a plate. Um, uh, it'll be fantastic. We have we haven't had one in a while, um, and, and and we needed uh, the last uh, tournament we played against Japan for the Asia Cup was a uh, was was a bit of a crushing. But yep. Uh, yep. you know we want to come back and bounce back from that.
0: I guess all the boys and girls will be hungry to play as well because there hasn't been much international activity in 2020, obviously, and at at the level that that a lot of these guys are playing at, there probably wouldn't have been much activity domestically last year either. So. There'd just be a lot of hungry people, and I think there's—I think it's going to be exciting to see from the first kickoff.
2: No, you're right, Michael. It is, uh, there's a strong appetite to play. It's a gentle introduction to the new year. Playing ninth footy at 9-on-9, nine nine. there's plenty of space on the footy field. So um, if you've got a couple of fast people on the outside, well, then they're going to do some long running. But I'm sure it'll be a great day of entertaining football and some flamboyant stuff. I'm sure that everybody will appreciate
0: this is why i can't play anymore i've lost all of my speed not that i had too much to begin with anyway but, um what about uh what else can we expect on the day is there going to be any food or anything anything cool like there's a lot of a lot of uh nationalities there and a lot of culture so is there anything else we can expect off the field
2: well right now uh because of our covid crisis there are not too many promises we can make because it could all come, come tumbling down in a, quickly but um the, local, the canteen will be open. The, the Leagues Cup will be open for uh, people that want to go uh, in between games. Uh, we haven't got anything planned just because of the insecurity or the nature of the beast, really. So there, there will be plenty of footy played. There'll be a fair amount of turnover of games. We've got men and women playing, so I'm sure it'll be an exciting day of footy anyway. And the and the club, certainly uh, the Cabramatta Leagues Cup, is open for hospitality to all its members and guests.
0: Sensational. Taz, um you've sort of spoken about the history of this event since two thousand and four. what about the future like what does the future hold for the Sydney nines now that there's been a rebrand? Where do you kind of see this going or where do you think where do you think the Sydney nines needs to sort of go to to really you know have a, a, a truly important place in the rugby league calendar I
2: think there's a, a network of people that are trying to come up with a world-wide concept of nines. Uh, If we go back to last year, there was uh, a competition called the London Nines. Yep, yep. Uh, We, even though we were badge Cabramatta, you could virtually say that we're a Sydney-based competition and we're the same version as London, so we would have been the Sydney Nines, which is now what we've rebranded it. You know, you talked about Ghana earlier playing their nines. The Cook Islands played their lines uh, three weeks ago. So if we can... Try to reinforce how important the 9th footy is for, for starting the game in any new country. It's a great tool. It's an educational tool as well. And I think if we can get more spots on the planet playing, well, then th- this circuit idea could be, become a reality. Uh, probably not in my lifetime, but in the next.
0: Sensational. So th- so people are like getting together and talking about this circuit idea? It, it's, it's interesting because from, from afar, it looks like there's a lot of good people It just needs to all come together.
2: Correct, yeah, we need to just line, yeah, there's a lot of little dots around the planet, you know, and we just got to line them up, and uh, that comes from probably a little bit of stern and strong leadership with a bit of vision, and I'm sure uh, we can conquer it one day, but uh, we've got to find the people that will believe in this type of concept and someone that can take it forward.
0: Well, I guess the first thing we can do is, uh, if you're in Sydney uh, on February 20, and you're near Cabramatta, or you can get out to Cabramatta, get out there, support these nations, support the, the local clubs. And uh, get behind the nines and get your taste of footy that we haven't had for a little while. It's been probably been a while for some people since they could go out and watch some live rugby league. So why not have a day of it, guys? Are there any um, any sponsors you want to shout out to, or is there sort of anything that I've missed before we uh, we wrap things up this evening?
2: Uh, no, I think you've covered everything. Mate. Yeah, there is a sponsor that's um, come on board to pay the filming of the event. It's um, South of Coconut Water so uh i'd like to thank them we got them through uh jimmy smith and jimmy was a great supporter and uh we'll be looking at the telecast of the day while also selling his uh coconut water that uh, apparently is magic so if you want to get some magic on the field come and drink some magic off the field as well
0: (laughs) sensational you guys full of the uh the slogans tonight i absolutely love it uh ray thanks for thanks for chasing kangaroos once again with us mate we'll have to get you back on soon to give us an update on everything Philippines once there's some more domestic activity and some more more internationals on the calendar. A- and Taz, mate, absolutely sensational having you on. I know we've met briefly a couple of times, but uh, we're, we've had over 100 episodes of this podcast now and people ask me all the time, why haven't you had Taz on yet? And um, here he is. So mate, thank you for chasing kangaroos with me tonight. And I look forward to seeing you guys out at the Sydney Nines.
2: Appreciate it, Michael. Thanks very much for having us on. Uh, I know Ray and myself are really honoured to be part of the show, and uh, let's keep spreading the game.
1: Cheers, boys. Thanks, Michael.
2: Thanks, Michael.
0: Chasing Kangaroos is brought to you by Matt Haynes Sport. We are mixed and produced by Paul Murchison. Our theme music was written and recorded by Ash Barco and Ricky Cansino. The podcast is hosted by me, Michael Carboni, and The Biggest Tiger. Views are our own.